welcome to Wide Shut. He's your host, Jesse. I'm your host, Jesse. He's your host, Logan. And uh, I'm your host, Logan. Yeah. yeah that's, that's how that goes right. And that's how we normally do things. I feel like I'm slightly out of practice. <sighs> well, um, we don't get two takes. We're doing this live. I uh, see so trees green. <laughs> Etc. <laughs> Mostly poo. I, I I sing things like that now, and I think I must have done this on an episode. Yeah, before. yeah, that's what I. Oh, yeah. I mean, now that we're getting close to a half century, yeah, we've got some fans out there that want to supercut every instance of Logan and I singing. Really? No, I'm asking. <laughs> that's a no. The super fan out there to do it. Oh, oh, you're asking somebody from our community to do it for yeah. us. Yeah. No, it's not going to happen. It's man. not going to happen, but uh, we, we dream big. <laughs> yeah. Go big or we are going home. You are home. You jackass. Your balls are shining. Oh, but we'll be we're, doing we're at Wide Shut Studios. Oh, you deal with me or, yes. Um, um, we watched Deadpool basically before we, well, we watched Deadpool, and then we mucked around for about an hour, and now we're... We're talking about watching yeah. Deadpool and mucking around for an hour, so... so. It was very recent in our brains. Mm. What did you think? Um, I think Fox still didn't give them the budget they probably needed, but it was still really good. <laughs> I worry giving them the budget they need would ruin it. Well, just in terms of just making... Oh, it's just Fox have a really bad habit of, um, you know, the giving the the contract for visual effects to the lowest common the lowest common denominator the lowest bidder oh, yeah. like even the x-men films look shit in some scenes yeah that's true um there's just more of it in this movie uh, who, who did that you you continue talking while i do this part. yeah um just like the juggernaut never looked quite right yeah no, he did look goofy um mind you um the, uh, the I'm, I'm in two minds as to whether the 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 what's his name the robot man the iron man cable no colossus colossus um and whether whether he looks good or not well the thing is he looks good up until the point where it's clear they stopped mo-capping him which is fourth fight scenes like big, oh, big arcing fight really... scene that it, then it just becomes like a full CG slugfest yep lots of Play-Doh people fighting each other yeah which Justice League did as well and it's just awful but... they all fucking do mm. just... oh Justice League the only one that seems to get away with it when they do it is Spider-Man because Spider-Man is meant to look spindly and like a like a Play-Doh man yeah like he, he can be in like a motherfucker yeah so it's it looks normal but yeah, when you still got giant metal men doing that sluggish kind of run jog thing into a person, and you, it doesn't feel like there's any real force to them. Yeah, but they still manage to throw a lot of force into whatever they're doing. It's like, oh, that doesn't look good. How, how, how? Uh, but they, they did triple the budget. Oh damn! Oh damn! Oh, no, wait, that's probably just to pay for it. Josh Brolin. Wait, no, that's saying we don't want to do that. Mm. Don't tell me what they were thinking about doing two years ago. Tell yeah, me what yeah, they did. jackasses. What's the budget? Keep keep vamping. Yeah, I keep vamping. Um, I did like the uh, good cast, very good cast. I like the Domino chick. Yeah, she was good. Um, definitely felt like a. Uh, I, I I thought you know for something that was directed by one half of John Wick that the fight scenes would have been a little bit more elaborate I and personally physical. I found them slightly hard to follow yeah that's what I mean it was like with the John Wick there was such good staging with it that you could watch, you could follow the entire thing beautifully yeah. it was very well choreographed but this was missing that yeah hey, um yeah I personally I I felt like the first one was better when it came to fight scenes fight scenes and like the allowing you to follow characters as they move that you slow-mo in a good way for yeah. a lot of things yeah whereas this kind of did it didn't. in a shits and gigs type of way yeah some some really creative stuff though like deadpool choking cable with his broken arm around his own body. yeah that was pretty good 
They, they've they've found does he feel pain yes and just doesn't yep. give a shit yeah he just commits to it because he's actually insane yeah, yeah but when he when he's feeling pain when he's got his powers subdued he um he can't deal with it because he doesn't he doesn't have superhuman yeah so stamina. but but is he is it not hurting him as much it's hard to say yeah I assume it's because he's got or is he just blocking it out or is he something's going on there right I mean I assume when he's got superpowers he's constantly feeling like he's just like supercharged all of the time with energy yeah so it's just adrenaline pumping at all times is he is he any other shit like strong or I think yeah he's got superhuman endurance um I don't because you never really see him I, I mean, I assumed there was things going on, but... He's got mercenary experience, but he definitely is stronger than the average person. Yeah. Um, uh, he started out as a villain. Yes. He does have a uh, teleporting belt in the in the Powers and ability. Well, yeah. Well, we all really want to know, sexual orientation. <laughs> pansexual yeah he'll fuck anything so yeah well that's yeah. i feel like it's not not to anyone's surprise no not at all uh, accelerated healing uh, blah, blah 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 brain cells are affected dying uh, healing highly resistance to drugs and toxins effectively immortal uh, most of what else is happening is just his training huh that the speed of his healing factor depends on the severity of the wound and his mental state. It works most efficiently when he is awake, alert, and in good spirits. So the happier he is, the the, the more, more immortal he is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <coughs> so that's probably why he's quipping all the time. The more fun he's having, the, the more unstoppable he is. If he gets sad, then... Hmm. Hmm. Why did Paul had a curse on him from Thanos? This is why I hate comic books. Yeah, that's why he's actually immortal because um, Thanos is doing everything for death, naturally. Yeah. Killing half the universe. Death wanted nothing to do with him, didn't find him interesting, but found Deadpool interesting because Deadpool was, like, would never die, and she found that intoxicating. So she lo- it was a love triangle. And so Thanos punished Deadpool by saying, oh, you can never be with death because I'm going to make you immortal using the Infinity Stones. And I'm just, yeah, exhausting myself talking about it. Is is I'm so fascinated by it? But uh, does she actually look like people or just a skeleton? No, she she's uh, like a woman's figure in a hood with a skeleton face. Well, that's depressing. Yeah, <laughs> but because I was you know, expecting at least Kate Blanche. Yeah, <laughs> that's the same one, right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, not the same character at Isn't all. Isn't it? No, no, no. It's Hella goddess of death and as guardian law but different characters in the comic books that's why they thought they'd be using hella in absence of death yes. because it apparently is more believable well i i could see why they'd do that yeah, just yeah, to... yeah yeah because they already had an established as guardian law and you just pull a death god out from that yeah. you're good to go makes sense yeah but... was was the uh, Cable's fanny pack is that a joke about Liefeld's pockets pouches yeah yeah, it's, yeah. it's the fact that um, yeah Cable's got that co- yeah, ridiculous Pouch number of pouches rims. yellow yeah. pouches yeah what um, what's, what's Cable's the, deal same with the giant feet quip when you think it's probably who came up with your superpower set probably somebody who can't draw feet yeah, yeah Liefeld because yeah. he draws true ridiculous yeah. bodies it's uh, all I know about Rob Liefeld based on it um essay i read once about how he can't draw yeah, it's basically the super the hyper unrealistic 90s yeah. style of comic book drawings yeah him all him um everyone just pe- uh, pockets in crazy yeah so what's cable's deal in the yeah. comic books uh he's the son of gene gray and cyclops cable cable who returns from the future to change the past 
Um, but in the comics, he also is like Cable and Deadpool is actually a lot is a long running. So he again, returns from the future to save the past. Yeah, he, he did, yeah returns from the etc. to do the impossible, and he's huge as well. He's not yeah five yeah, eleven. <laughs> yeah, no, he's supposed to be fucking massive. But yeah, well, a bit, a bit. he's a he's a like a future trunks type of guy. Actually, probably the inspiration for future trunks. Yeah, yeah. No, I get that sense. Yeah, because I know him as yeah, like the he looks like a crazy old guy from a white hair, yeah, future scarred up. Um, but that's why he has the lightning eye thing going on. It's not actually a robot eye; it's Cyclops's powers. Oh, because he's Cyclops's son. Oh, but he can't really use it for anything. It, it just glows. <laughs> as really? far as I can remember, yeah. Powers. But he's got telepathic abilities as well because he's the son of Jean Grey. So, Cable was born with telepathic and telekinetic abilities. However, the extent to which he's been able to utilize his powers is blah 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 blah. blah. <laughs> but yeah, the reason he's got robot body parts is from a techno virus <laughs> from the uh, future, which he keeps at bay with his powers. When Legion travels back in time to kill Magneto in the Legion quest story. I know it is a techno-organic eye. Well, Beast uh, noted, notes that Cable possesses latent time travel abilities. Cool. Techno-organic virus. Yeah. So is he actually being taken over by that growthy arm thingy? It's not just... Yeah, the whole clicking and sound, organic metal kind of sound it was making throughout the movie. is There's actually supposed to be a bit of a relationship between... It's spreading across his entire body, which is why it was kind of so, like it looked like it was growing over his chest. Yeah, so that that wasn't a um, that wasn't running repairs to him after being blown up. That's him slowly being killed by consumed by. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. That he probably would have had an augmented arm or, or some sort of device it's from the war, bad. Uh, but because it's a virus that uh, affects his yeah techno. <laughs> that is organic would uh, become thinged yep because you know comic books yeah I, I can't stand that type of storytelling yeah well I yeah, I don't know the 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 only horrifically overblown universe that I think is well written is Warhammer 40k <laughs> as Here somebody with we go as somebody with absolutely no interest in playing that game or yeah thanks for that yeah you're welcome um, I, I, I I don't want to paint miniatures I don't want to play the board game but have you fucking read that hey, shit get over here a minute I want to paint your miniatures <laughs> paint your miniatures now there's a there's a there's an episode title right there um it, but was there a fucking reading the other day? Um, 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 I I actually stopped reading because I found there's a YouTube channel where I can just listen um, to it. Listen we'll to people it. like <laughs> it was like slow fades between uh, illustrations while people just talk about facts about characters. You're jacking off to a slideshow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I get it. <laughs> What's a slideshow? Everyone's doing. Oh, yeah, slideshow. Uh, that's a solid fifteen minutes. Guys, thanks for sticking <laughs> with us so far. <laughs> He's been generous when he says Oh dear. No, but it's just I was gonna put an ad for Blue Apron in here. So push it. We we gotta get to at least thirty before we can <laughs> drop an ad. Um Oh dear. Just a an overwhelmingly comprehensively depressing and it's just so well written. Mm, mm. It it they they make up law that they don't need mm. like the one soldier that you will put on the battlefield that will die in like the first battle he ever goes into mm. is the culmination of the deaths of like thousands of people just trying to make one dude that could survive the process to become a soldier yeah Ninety percent of applicants die just trying to have their body modified so that they can be a soldier. It's just a. If you try to be a soldier and fail, but then don't die, hmm. you become a servant for the rest of your life and possibly end up 
filled with cybernetics to the point where you have no um real humanity left you're just a but cog that is such an impressive thing relative to how shit everyone's lives are that your family will still revere you as a hero oh wow (laughs) like there is only honor and glory life sucks and their 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 civilization is so old and convoluted and confused and built on top of itself their scientists don't so much find like don't so much develop new technology yeah. as find it in old scrolls and old lost oh, ruins on their own planet jesus they they've forgotten how to build the like the armor that they use now they don't remember how it was developed wow wow so it's like the ancient like yeah it's it, well it's part, parts of the middle east can be kind of compared to that where they're just it, they've buried their amazing technologically wondrous yeah. em, empires they, they just forget and th- shit is built on top of shit on top of shit yeah. there's probably lost civilizations still alive below their cities that have nothing to do with them i did just read a story on reddit on the way over here about uh, an ancient city that's actually being discovered that they that was lost oh. um and um what was another thing they yeah a region of our it might have been an old story <coughs> but a, a ruins from the lost city of Mardaman. Mardaman. which dates back some four thousand eight hundred years has been discovered in the Kurdas, kurdistan region of northern iraq shit damn that's cool mm. Is islamic state bombed it yet? yeah probably because the world was only invented 1,500 years ago. Correct. 3,000 years 3, ago. Oh, that makes sense. Um, all all machines, including like your armor, has a spirit inside it. Yeah. Which, like, you pray to these spirits in the right way and they, they work properly. To be shaman king. Shaman king. Now, I know we've done that before. I know. (laughs) I think we've talked about Warhammer before, to be honest. Oh, we probably have. (laughs) It's just so well written. Oh my god. We did it. We're back. We, we... Jason, we successfully dodged yet another loss of files. Oh my god, that would have been As is custom. So painful. We don't have the energy for that. Oh god. We would have just... Just crapped out and gone under. Shut the freaking bed. Shut the proverbial bed. Oh, man. I wish I had a proverbial bed. I wish I had a real bed. <laughs> um, I wish I had a real proverb. I wish I was a real boy. I wish I was dead. <laughs> um, so we liked Deadpool. We did. It was pretty good. Go watch it. Yeah. It is, uh, I give it. 10 Jeff Goldblooms out of 10. I don't know. Away. So you got to do 10 R's. Do, did it live up to, to what you wanted, wanted from it? it. <laughs> <laughs> yes. We finish each other's sentences. Um, I went in expecting... But I got... I don't up. think that illustrates your your state. It, um, I went then there were no expectations <laughs> because I that because it. I don't know about you, but I had every expectation that everything I'd seen so far may well turn out to be, be a the joke. Mm, mm. Also, yeah, that there was no way he and Cable weren't going to end up friends by the end of it. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, there's a worrying trend for me in American films, and it's the inclusion of New Zealand <laughs> I don't like it. I want it to stop. There's no place for it there. The, um, just find... Uh, if you need to use a New Zealand actor, find somebody who's so eloquent and well-spoken that he barely sounds like a New Zealander, like Sam Neill. Sam Neill's a drip. <laughs> yes, he is, but he's our drip. He's our southern man. <laughs> Red southern man. Boo, 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 boo. I, I, but they always pick There's a good episode title right there. Great Sam, southern Sam, No, Sam Neill is a drip. <laughs> <laughs> we're, oh, we're, we're not important enough to start making enemies. 
But uh, no, yeah, we are. Let's start a turf war with Sam Neill's vineyard. Fair enough. With his vineyard. Find him, on, uh, find him on Twitter and we'll throw some <laughs> shit. Um, fuck off your peaky blinder. Cheeky you're in, fuck. You're in that movie. Who's in that movie with Ethan Hawke about vampires? <laughs> Sunshine? Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> hey there, smooth skin. Hey there, smooth skin. Hey, um... They always pick the most New Zealand-looking people. That you like. I mean, even even white New Zealanders. You look at a white New Zealander, and you're like, I know damn well where you're from. <laughs> Something I don't know. Maybe they look different. Not sure. But that, as well as the whole New Zealand people are funny, mm. sneaking its way into American movies. Mm. They're also picking the most New Zealand-looking motherfuckers. They can. <laughs> and I, I don't. I like us having our own shitty film industry that occasionally we can go to a cinema and go, yeah, that was that good was for what it was. was. Yeah, and yeah, I mean, I'm sure I'd cop the, flack for that if I had any. Well, yeah, any weight like, behind my name. But, I'm sure, like 30 years ago, the, the the few people that were like, oh, I just really don't want to see people going shrimp on a Barbie and crocodile Dundee, and they're Australians because they yeah, don't like seeing that. But why have we become the fucking fish of the day? Because we've got tall poppy syndrome, man. And we, we, every, you heard how much people hollered when Ryan Reynolds just said the word New Zealand in that movie. Yeah. They, they squelched in their little pants. It was weird. <laughs> I cringed like a motherfucker. Yeah, it's just like... Uh, yeah, I mean, it, like even Taika Waititi's character in Thor 3 was too much. Way too much. Yeah. The only thing I enjoy about her... Uh, the thing I enjoy most about Taika is when uh, New Zealand, New Zealand journalism, media try to, to. Tr- try to award him with something, and he shits on New Zealanders like he doesn't shit on it. He points out the things that New Zealand needs to work on, yeah. And journalists lose their shit over it because that he's not being the golden child of, yeah. And he's yeah. Like, he just. He mentions things that are actually true, but you know, then they're things that people report on every day. But if he sees it, oh no, you ungrateful be, little yeah. shit! Yeah. How dare you? Which is it's like cool. You guys didn't give him any success. You yeah, New Zealand it. media, all they do is shit on people yeah. until they want to pat themselves on the back for being the cause of someone else's success. Yeah, and then when you when don't like, give them that, yeah, they turn on you, like vicious little babies. Fucking Kate Roger. Uh, Duncan, she still exists. Duncan, I don't know. Probably in the mines. She's the one that does <laughs> the, the mines of Mordor. Mordor. Uh, we just made a New Zealand reference. Um, no, but she probably is in some sort of basement somewhere. But is she the one that used to review yep. movies? Does she still? I don't care enough to I know. I don't either. <laughs> um, I, like everyone else, I don't watch Nightline. <laughs> <laughs> is it still Nightline anymore? I don't even know if it's still called Three. The Nightline is where the hotter, younger, red-headed female journalist appears until she gets to graduate when the, the current one has too many kids and has to leave the yep. show. Yeah. And then they import a new one. Yeah. And they're getting younger and hotter and red-headed every time. Yep. Some even, I think, start blonde and then go red-headed yeah. just to... To mix it up. Just to, to, to be on brand. I think it's to offset the fact that they're slightly older since when they were blonde and they had to put more makeup on. The best way to offset that is to just go with that weird dark red hair color so porcelain skin doesn't look like it's makeup. It just looks like porcelain skin. Yeah, the the Jessica Chastain. (laughs) The Nicole Kidman. Kidman. Keith Urbane. Speaking of Nicole Kidman, um, Mm. I watched... The Leah Ramini Scientology documentary. Mm. What do you have to say about well, that? The, the thing I took from it that was weird is if you go by that documentary, um, Tom Cruise's marriages don't fail spectacularly because he's closeted gay and weird mm. as fuck. It's because Scientology makes a constant effort to surround him with bodyguards, ushers, and people that pat him on the back constantly. To the point where he doesn't know what reality is anymore. Mm. And if they don't feel like they can control whatever woman he's with, 
they destroy her life until she runs away from her. Ah, right. Okay, so they want a puppet, not a not, yeah, not a beard. to the point where they briefly installed a girlfriend for him. Yeah, and then once she didn't live up to, they auditioned somebody essentially at some they, point. They basically they? took a junior member and said, "Here's your new assignment mm. to," um, and it was suggesting that she was like a diplomatic aide to mm. Tom Cruise, but her actual assignment was just to be his girlfriend. Yeah, right, and. Apparently she couldn't keep up with him, and 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 he she did one or two things that, but they like, made her up, changed her hair color, and all these things to be exactly what Tom likes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but you get the sense that they don't get that information from Tom; they get that information from like their horrific auditing process databases <laughs> yeah, yeah. of information they hold on everyone. Wow. Um, you know the you, there's that ceremony where Tom Cruise got like a massive um, award. Yeah, and they like yeah they like that. Yep. So that's like right after they almost lost him for a bit. Really? So, yeah. Oh, it's when you give somebody yeah okay a prize for her, yeah um, staying. And then they they like told him you know he's they suggested that doing the math on who he is and what he is as an ambassador for Scientology that he's like worth more billions of people around the world and introduce them to scientology and yeah they they basically every time he gets any sort of human thought in his brain they just make it go away wow cool it's (laughs) fucked up yeah yeah. uh that's terrifying but i mean the, the cool thing about that cult is that it's not really growing is it no not really that's good i guess they're just maintaining the people that have always been in there and most of the members are people who are brought up from their families being in it all the famous people you know didn't join tom cruise is the like the exception to that right he's the only one that was brought in by another famous person at some point but all the other famous people you've heard of were attached to like their families grew up in it yeah they grew up in it. their families were just californian hippies who found it yeah yeah because they're in california they become actors because right. it, it started with Dianetics and then that died off. Yeah. And then they um See they piggybacked on the the hippie movement yeah, and yeah, said, yeah. here's a way to get high as fuck without actually taking drugs. Yeah. yeah. High, free love. Yeah. The um, but the the part I didn't realize, so Elron Hubbard both seems to have known it was a scam. Oh, yeah. And done it for money. Yeah. But also fundamentally believed everything he was preaching, and not in a creepy way, and like a, it drove him nuts to the point where he. Well, it could be said that he was already nuts. Um, he, oh yeah, he, he was, was batshit from the get. Like he was committed to a mental asylum, um, and a psychiatrist diagnosed him with schizophrenia. Yeah, and that's what they considered to be the driving force to be why Scientology is anti-psychology. Right. He also he, is uh, one of those yeah. people that talks with like a really slack bottom lip. Yep. But he um he like threatened to murder his wife constantly while he was married to her. Yeah. Um Yeah, he was actually just a schizophrenic dude that yeah. was um that wrote enough sci fi that he could paint elaborate stories around hippies who would believe that shit. Yeah, but he, and but that, he, he, Wild um, Wild Country was doing the same thing, like that. Yeah, that yeah. guy. Yeah, no. But he thing. was genuinely like freaked out and frustrated by the reality of the fact that he couldn't like break free from all the thetans that he had in his body. Huh. Like he, he was as much recluse because he was in a massive echo chamber of his own building mm, mm. as he was genuinely going batshit because he couldn't free himself from his demons. Yeah. He he asked one of his dudes to build like a, a massive hardcore full body version of the um auditing, auditing machine. machine. Yeah. That he basically wanted to shock himself to death. Mm. And the dude just pretty much built a f- dumb, silly Tesla coil machine that wouldn't cool. do anything. <laughs> death ray. And he still used it on himself and blew blew it up so spectacularly that it broke. Mm. But um the the best bit I saw was that there was this guy that I don't know what his original role in Hollywood was, but he was in Hollywood, I think. Um, he was a member of the the religion right up till he got to a high enough level and got handed the um, in a locked briefcase, mm. paper written, mm. 
explanation like handwritten explanation of the like the creation myth of scientology yeah, with yeah, the yeah. Zenu. Zenu and the like um, volcano people yep and the fucking nonsense and he he said he literally just read that and was like wait all these people that i'm around believe this shit yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's like this is clearly dumb and he was out yeah it's like he was like, I was with you with the whole like better ourselves by separating ourselves from our um, from our negative thoughts and stuff mm-hmm. like that makes sense in a self help sort of That's way. That's usually how most cults start, is they use real psychology and real meditative techniques. Yeah, <laughs> for well, mindfulness. If you really break down what goes on in the um, the auditing, mm. it's just a, a a form of therapy. Yeah, you hold electrodes and it's as they described it a third of a lie detector basically Mm, if you have an emotional response to something it'll spike a bit they will then press on that emotional response get you to explain it continually 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 explain it until you don't have an emotional spike next time that's brought up yeah yeah that's just talking out your feelings that's you know the people think they're having cool out-of-body experiences and shit but that's that's no, no, just that's, that's just something everyone should do yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. the weird thing the way that the brain is wired that the you know the more that you openly verbalize your internal dialogue and thoughts and everything the, the more you'll understand them also you can repeat that technique with something that you don't believe and it will have the exact same yeah, effect. Yeah, that basically it is. If you, if some, it's conditioning. For some reason, we are very, very... Like, our brains are very well designed, but they are also very well designed for conditioning. Yeah. If you repeat the same thing to yourself in the mirror every day, you'll start to believe it and you'll start to see it. Yeah. You can... You can, you can trick yourself into some form of schizophrenia. <laughs> you frankly. pull weird thoughts into your head. Well, that's yeah. what mass hysteria is, I guess. Um... Yeah, and it, which that's another theory about cognitive that, um, dissonance. That that theory that I we brought up in a previous podcast. I can't remember the name I of it now. Did we actually discuss it on, or did we discuss it before remember. we hit record? Um, I can't quite remember, but it's that you know, three to five thousand years ago, that the human yeah. mind wasn't quite what it was, and we we actually are more or less conscious now, but we weren't back then. Yeah, I that think, forms yeah. of mass hysteria were tied to that. That. It could have been just different areas of society just had multiple forms of mass hysteria over generations. Where, But see, I was thinking about that theory the other day and something popped into my head that really felt like it completely disproved it. And I'm just trying to remember. Uh-oh. Rattle off the theory again, because I'm, I'm sure we talked about that before we hit record. Yeah. Um. So there's the theory that about four to five thousand years ago human the way the humans think back then is not the same way that we think now that they didn't really have consciousness they were basically on autopilot and they'd have they wouldn't really understand that there was a voice in their head that was telling you know that was their internal voice what they heard were other people's voices that they would worship as gods and deities and spirits telling them what to do they 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 just did so decisions, they there wasn't a link between the the thought, the brain making decisions, and them understanding they were their own decisions. But how does that like come into? Um, how does that cope with all the 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 philosophers and shit that appeared during that time? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It's like there's multiple theories as to whether or not it was a gradual shift, and that there were people who were persecuted for those beliefs and yeah. for thinking outside, like thinking rationally. They yeah. weren't really listened to, or if oh. they were, they were considered. You know, they still had to acknowledge the gods. Plato and Aristotle, they still had to acknowledge the existence of gods, to some degree. Yeah, well, it was it was one of those things where they did because they're still they intelligent modern humans. Yeah, they're still intelligent modern humans, but. There was this disassociation between the voices in their head and what they were actually experiencing. They they heard these voices, and it just drove them to do things. And you know, yeah, I can't remember what I what I thought of, but it, it did. Yeah, it, I I don't know. Bit, yeah. I'm I'm still of the persuasion that maybe consciousness itself is just a, a illusion. Yeah. Oh yeah. But it also ties into it is that, you know, right now we don't know quite 
enough about our own perception that what mm. we're experiencing could just be another form of that that we start to worship we've stopped worshiping individual gods and we've started to worship ourselves yes important voices in our own head that are driving behaviors but we could still just be all on some form of autopilot there's that there's the, another theory that was brought up a version of that that um we're not really as we are now um we're just passengers mm. with the illusion of free will yeah well that, that's sort of what i was saying i think yeah you you realistically might find it something closer to um we are just a narrative concocted to calm the mind but in actual fact you're we're still animals you're a passenger watching yeah we're still driven by base biological decisions and 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 chemical reactions and everything they're uh, literally just putting one foot in front of the other and consciousness is a is a is a way for us to cope yeah, I mean, you, with that you make because a of how choice. cognitive we are now that we can process all this information. We don't know how we can deal with it <laughs> unless yeah. we understand it to be our decision. If we've got some form of control, yeah, and we uh, maybe something could be gleaned from the fact that we can create independently problem-solving systems. Mm. But you think about when you were a child. Yep. When you think back about things that you did, the things that you said, decisions that you made, did it really feel like it was you making those decisions? It, 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 to me, it never really did. It doesn't feel like when me you look back as on in it, me yeah. with my capacity now. It yeah. feels like... Um, it feels like when you go back to think about what you are doing back then, that you f- like when you're remembering those things, you feel like you're a passenger again? I, a little bit I think but that's that just the way that memory the works context of memory yeah yeah, yeah. But, but it's it's very much stronger for a childhood state in my opinion to I, me i, I looked back a couple of years ago and i'm like oh yeah that was just something that i remembered i did yeah but you being you, you you fundamentally lack a wealth of experience at those points yeah. so what you're remembering back to is a more feeble version of yourself yeah it's a, so, fra- a fractured yeah, it's, it's like what a, actually happened how you remember things it's not necessarily how it actually took place but there was probably an emotional connection to yeah the, well it's, those it's, things that you did back then you know you, you go back and go into the bedroom when you're a kid and as an adult it's tiny mm. because the yeah, way you, you remember you, yeah, your brain you builds. are physically just a bigger mind than you used mm. to be there's you understand more you've seen more you are, so you you can't go back to that context and be as free as that child is because mm. you've got a wealth of understanding on top of that. Mm. So you're always, you you have more to go on than that child does so you can't see it through the child's eyes. But I think to some extent you can sort of still remember how you, you rationalized it as yeah, a child. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Even if it's, you know, now that the rationalization was dumb. mm but yeah, I mean, then you try and go back further in childhood and you just can't remember anything. But I, I always think that consciousness is just, um, you just bombard the living organism with stimulus for too long until eventually it starts to recognize self. Like it's mm. just a, it's just an autonomous unit that will fulfill basic needs to keep itself alive and eventually it's just taken on so much information that it becomes self-aware yeah uh i mean the way you first just you literally just described that what it the connection i made it there was that it feels like your brain is just being hit so severely by so much that it's like phantom limb syndrome but for your mind yeah (laughs) you know at some point of having a hand there and it's suddenly being ripped away or you know it's it's being constantly being told that something is there but it isn't yeah it will feel like it's there yeah it's possible um mm. i mean like you you look a baby in the eyes while a baby no. is moving tell me what to do and you know damn well that that, <laughs> that that baby kevin has absolutely no control of what it's doing yeah 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 it's looking here and it's slamming its fist it's, this way and it's yeah its arm is doing things it's it's a lot of what it does physically is it just whatever creates positive 
sensations mm. it does. Mm. Like you watch a baby learning to crawl and walk and stuff. A huge part of why they're trying to do that is to go towards people mm. or to um and because it's amazing it sees every the, time it achieves that the people will clap a, and pay attention to well, it. There's a and of, there's, positive there's, noises. Yeah, it's, and it's such a affirmation. It's so weird to think that the body rewards even such like obviously you think with sex that body rewards that behavior with a good feeling and yep. a dopamine release and yep. all of that goodness but at a at an infancy when your body is forcing you to wants you to learn certain things in order to survive and it's got a roadmap of exactly what you need to learn and in the order you need to learn it in mm. in order to survive like everything else that's come before you that it will reward things like crawling with dopamine or it will reward like yeah, but you, speech I think before you before you break down the logic of those reasonably complex concepts, yeah. you first have to go back to um, things like hunger feels negative, yeah, yeah. eating feels positive, yeah. cold is negative, warmth is positive. So, and um, you know, it's up till that point, its only experience of existence was being kept in a tiny tight space where it was constantly kept at a certain temperature so being, being acclimatized is a yeah. quite a bizarre sensa- sense i think and a quite yeah. surprisingly and each one of those one. good bad just basic you know conclusions drawn by the baby can mm. stack and stack and stack until yeah, yeah. eventually you end up with a huge array of uh, positive and negative things and the the organism seems to always go towards the positive and that's what learning is right yeah um as well like that's i mean the 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 base the organism should be driven towards is just survive yeah the organism should be driven towards things that make them feel good um things that don't make you survive don't make you feel good that's why pain is associated with like physical uh the loss of blood is a painful act because the body has learnt that a loss of blood means a loss of function yeah it's um yeah i mean because all those things will be existent prior to birth but yeah and across you know all species should understand that that but again we don't know what you know how animals interpret pain yeah but i i i'm still not maybe some of those things may well be the issue. Mm. I mean, is birth traumatic for a child specifically so that they recognize, like, does the act of birth cause a trauma in the mind of the child, which causes the child to get a concept of trauma, mm-hmm. therefore allowing it to understand there are things that it doesn't want to happen? Like you know that it gives it that baseline to work with. Is there actually nothing in the brain, and it's all completely learned from moment one, from experience from and um, the sensation. Yeah, I mean, like why else have senses wired the way they are? Unless they were purely designed to feed into the brain to um, acknowledge experiences. Yeah. Experiences survival, you have to assume, but the but I I think surely you could break down survival to a point where it, it could be a result of a series of binary conclusions, mm-hmm. like because a, a kid can't fight for its life, a kid can't run away, so mm-hmm. it, it it yeah it's oh, almost. I'm trying to apply human logic to something that's that's entirely, um, yeah. But I mean, natural, it's, it's, which is it's why I'm thinking it's established it's, that has to be just basic binary conclusions, yeah. just slowly stacking together. But it can't go right back to a a, a nothingness because yeah. there are certain sacrifices that need to be made from a biological and evolutionary standpoint. That you know we are not born fully developed purely yeah. because the mortality rate is way too high if if we are born for but most animals are yeah well we we value brain capacity yeah exactly and the human fully formed human head cannot fit through a woman's <laughs> vagina therefore they pop out half cooked 
<laughs> but I was going to say what I want to. I, I assume eventually I'll have kids. I want to at some point be able to watch that moment where the light clicks on because mm. I guarantee it will happen. Mm. That I guarantee that a child is literally not sentient. Mm. And at some point, the baby gets enough stimulus, enough data, enough stacking of information, enough gain from experiences that it actually sort of like the fog clears from the brain. And yeah, there's because yeah. somebody babies they have put their, personalities. Yeah, somebody takes the training wheels off. Yeah, and, or somebody puts their hand on the steering wheel and said, "Look, you're good to go now." Yeah, was babies have personalities like? some yeah. people sort of say they don't they don't communicate like people and they don't there's nothing self-referential about them but they mm. do have personalities and those personalities do seem to be mostly the same as what they end up with mm. as an, a, a child and then an adult but but how can you have a personality and not be sentient like mm. how do you mm. A personality is something that is built from experience and built yeah, it's, from. it's a reflection of the world, and it it changes with. And it, and it's a it's a reflection of what your body has reacted to. Yeah, which in what which it's case coded makes sense as that you good could and bad. Have, yeah, the binary what it's yeah. consi- what it's what it's packaged in the good side and the bad side. But that suggests you can have a personality without being self-aware but i'm i feel like i i don't know why i feel that way but somewhere in my head i think that you couldn't be self-aware you couldn't have a personality without being self-aware well is there anything that breaks that down i mean there's plenty of people how we can sit in the world that i would question whether they're (laughs) self-aware or had some form of personality and, but yeah. I mean, do we? This is Barry. Barry sadly was born without a person. Do we project what we expect of a human personality onto animals? Because animals seem to have personalities yeah. to us, but domesticated ones do, or ones yeah. that we've understood. Well, we've per- been around long enough. Personality, you know? in a lot of ways, is a is a language yeah. of um, gestures yeah. and and projected emotion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's so, why you, you look know, at where you read faces and try to read emotion, even though those animals probably don't. Yeah. Why cute so animals look wild, cute, even though they're not thinking cute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In the wild, those animals probably wouldn't react with the easily recognizable human emotion. But because that's a language that I think they learn, that's why you'll see a dog. Or like oh, especially dogs gaze when you have done something when bad. you yeah. know damn well it's done something wrong and it's done dogs something are wrong. especially surprisingly yeah. binary in that sense you know they've and they're, they're really um they're a fantastic case study for that sort of mentality because you can talk to that, a dog is that changing over time because maybe i'm just seeing it more now but i swear whenever i see animals on reddit these days mm. They're not doing animal behavior. They're doing human behavior. Mm. Like a dog runs into a house and the dog's so happy to see it that it jumps up and it wraps its arms around around the other dog or the... um, The person that's on their hind legs, yeah. Or the dog sits there and pats the other dog on the head with its paw. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're mimicking us. And did they always do that to that degree? Mm. Yeah, through the years that we've been... They're, they're yeah mimicking human behavior you have to assume they are because those are things we've domesticated for thousands of years and you when you compare what that look that relationship looks like to the likes of when you see a documentary where somebody's um raised a, a wild bear cub or, or, or a big cat from birth that those things aren't mimicking human behaviors but the person in order to make themselves continue to seem like one of like the same animal yeah do the same things that those animals do like port like bears would bite over the head and um wrap their claws around each other and and yeah cat, which is you which you is talking cat, in their language rather than the- exactly but over time if you like you wouldn't nuzzle up against the leg of a cat to get its attention and it's learnt over how many generations of us living with cats yeah that we don't do that to get their attention yeah so do they do that to get other cats' attention? Or is that something they've learned to do with us because we're standing so tall above them? 
is it is it like when you when 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 your domesticated dog leaves you and goes to talk to another dog mm. or another dog like thing that's maybe not like do they revert back to a dog language of emotions or do they still are they just walking around doing the human shit and being confused as to why the other dogs yeah, don't a get dog it? that has limited social interaction with a human are they yeah. considered do they treat things like other dogs host like with hostility because what they're seeing is not dog behavior to them yeah yeah i i don't know i personally i've oh, yeah, i think is. from my own experience with dogs and briefly sort of semi-owning one that i don't actually some say he owned me is that that what you meant no No. (laughs) um yeah i i just um sarcasm to piece of sarcasm (laughs) um i don't really think there's something you can raise alone and i think people have a tendency to takes a village yeah and Mm. people have a tendency to do things like raise one child because it's more convenient Mm. and raise one animal because it costs less you know what they're doing by raising one child raising a serial killer (laughs) raising a cunt (laughs) um the like you you can't raise a dog on its own no it's a social animal it's all animals it's designed to be in a pile of its brothers and sisters from they dot to the point where they will go out there i assume separate ways although with wolves they've they've actually learned that they don't hunt in packs because they're social animals they've learned to hunt in packs for so they can take down bigger animals as a group they are usually by default solitary animals but they've learned over time to work together because it's in their best interest for survival yeah well that was like that's probably how most tribes most groups most everything worked right that you don't need have you that wolf and the crow thing yes yeah yeah. that's what i was going to get to next is that they've wolves could take down huge game on Mm. their own Mm. they do it in groups because in groups they can keep the birds away from eating three quarters of what they've killed yeah exactly yeah 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 yeah. um which and that would have been an interesting way like for but you know that birds would have been the more uh, more dominant species than before wolves were based on the way that think birds came before giant big mammals i would say right? yeah probably but, but i think birds, so. most most intelligent animals come from a need to outthink something else yeah 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 yeah. like crows and wolves both very intelligent probably Extremely. had to jockey with each other for food yeah crows outsmart people <laughs> quite frequently um they've got the equivalent of like a six-year-old yeah mentality essentially and it was it crows or somebody was shown to uh no it was it was some sort of monkey was shown crow milk (laughs) shown to shown to like get enjoyment out of pain caused against one who has wronged them yeah yeah yeah. but they understand the concept of vengeance yeah yeah um yeah like monkeys will pay for um for sex they will trade food for sex if they're given the option of one or going hungry or getting laid they'll go with going hungry but same with uh baby monkeys will also um uh go with a a soft plush yeah fake mother that has no food than a than a sharp painful metal yeah, right. one that can provide them with food everyone everyone like simultaneously talks about the value of that work and shits on it because it's so horrible (laughs) which i feel like there's more of the really questionable psychic uh questionable psychological tests that have been done like maybe could but then i suppose that you get until that shit it's not really good science because it wasn't controlled yeah, i mean good science should be defined by okay we managed to do that but did it actually make anything any better by learning that no then we probably should have just left it alone yeah i mean ethical it's it's like you have findings from it but then you come back to yeah but but you didn't like the milgram experiment and shit like that the stanford prison experiment it's like yeah but these are all the things you should have controlled in order for that to work and you've 
But Logan, now, you know, because scientists spent the time to do this to humans, they can make movies about that now. Which, yeah. That's the real goal of science, right? That's true. It's to make something that's interesting enough that people will just watch. That movie where Forrest Whitaker gets a boner because he was Adrian, on a power trip. Yeah, and Adrian Brody was like, cool, man. With your, with your eyes and my nose, we'd make one handsome woman. And don't forget the ears. Oh, dear. Oh, dear, the ears. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. Oh, my God. Oh, Jesus. Well, I think we're tapped out for today. What do you got, Roddy Rick? What else you got to cover? Let's, let's end it on where are they now another hot. Okay, we can do that. <laughs> um, we could also do a, um, if we need to, like a rehearsal where we look we up young pictures to. of an old actor and see whether they were good looking when they were young. Yeah, uh, where were they now and were they hot? <laughs> I think we've done that a couple of times. Where were they then and were they hot? Um, who's old now? We've done Sally Field. Tellies of us. Play old Sally Field. Um, Sally. Oh, I see. That's why you mentioned it because you already had a name in mind. The handsomeness of Telly Savalas. <laughs> no, I, I didn't have Telly Savalas in mind. I was just <laughs> you, dirty, dirty. You prick. said who's old, and I said <laughs> you thought Kojak. His name's Aristoteles. He's a singer. Yes. I say that like I knew that, but I didn't. You tell that by that sexy towel photo. That's a hairy Greek man. Or Italian or something. Oh, all right. If not him, who we got? If not him, then who? Um, uh, what does young, young Putin look like? Young looks Putin like looks like a Doberman. Young Putin looks like um, somebody that could have played uh, Draco Malfoy. Yeah. Middle-aged Putin, look, third from the right at the top, just looks like a young British actor. <laughs> why, why does his hair suck so bad? Because <laughs> Slavic genes. <laughs> just... What, what is it about people from that part of the world that have like the, the mouth that always looks kind of wet? Yep. The big dark eyes mm-hmm. that that have just you know cavernous eye. What are they called? Ice cavernous eye sockets where the the like ice and the eyes always look tired. Yeah, the hair always looks like they've just worn a helmet for fifty years, even though they're in their teens. Just he looks like yeah. he looks I, like young. I, I wasn't even <laughs> meaning to. He say. looks like young Hannibal. Like he looks like a Hannibal Lecter type. Yeah. It looks like he eats people. Uh, he eats people. And now he looks like he's had Botox. Oh, yeah, he definitely has had plastic surgery. He's like 70, isn't he? I don't know. One year. Like, when he looks like that now, in th- what, 20, 30, 40 years ago, he looked like that? <laughs> yeah. 1998, but- that was 20 years ago. Like, he looked like just a middle aged man then. Now he looks like a but puffy billionaire. He looks like. Yeah. I'm still interested about the fact that he's potentially the richest man in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you if All right, so there's a Time magazine cover where they're pointing out that when Obama was on the cover of Time, they put Time in front of his head, but when cuz he's got that black background, you Pre- know, his forehead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> white on black always looks like you can still read it. Anyway. Yeah, and then and then Putin's got it behind his head. Mm. But I would have said that was, if anything, to exaggerate the fact that Putin's bald. Mm. <laughs> Hello. I, I mean, you look at those photos, the composition. It's a, purely a compositional choice that he's got a narrow-bottomed part of his face. Oh, like a, a wide jaw. Yeah. If they put time on top of that, it would make his jaw look even wider. Whereas with Obama, he's got that narrow face. Also, it just suits his head, their, head, their relative head yeah, shape is better and, to do it like that. And they've got Obama disappearing into a background in a sort of a moody sort of thing, mm. like only the front of his face. So it, it makes sense to pull him into the background with the writing. Yeah. Whereas, Whereas Putin's background is light, like people normally would associate with goodness, but it's also cold. Yeah. 
and he's not smiling and neither of them are smiling but obama you can sense a little bit of joy in his face with putin you don't yeah. it just it's a compositional choice the putin with a mustache did he used to have a Where? mustache Where? with the bush picture that's a shitter oh. it's the shadow of nose uh, I don't Vladimir Putin. Vladimir. Is he one of those? Is that just his entire name? He's not like. Oh. <laughs> Vladimir Vladimirovich. Putin. Eastern Slavic naming customs. Banana boat. Banana boat. New nah. <laughs> IPA. <laughs> Let's listen. Vladimir Vladimirovich Putin. Vladimir Putin. Putin. As a Russian politician serving as current president. United Russia. How does, what's the difference between presidents that How do old he? don't have a, um, do and don't have a prime minister? Why do some have a prime minister and some don't? Why do some have a prime minister and a president? That's what I mean. Yeah. Uh, the prime minister is in charge of, of the parliament, parliament. Like the parliament, the ones that pass the laws. Whereas president the president is the is head a... of state. Yes, yeah. And so, New Zealand and England don't have a president because, because they have the queen, who is the head of their state. Yeah, but the United States has a president who is the commander in chief. Correct. Where it's and a different model. Don't have. They've got a different form of democracy. Right. Which doesn't seem to have been mimicked anywhere else in the world, except probably some third world nations. To have, a, to have a Congress, a Senate. Where, where's the actual fucking. Oh, he's six. He is not as old as I thought he was. 69? 65. Oh, damn. He's from Leningrad. He was just a baby. He's from the old Russian. He was Russian just a little baby Putin boy. Lyudmila Putina. Little Putina. There's a good... We should make a cartoon called Little Putina. Putina. So wait. Is it... Do they... Um, what's the word? So it's Vladimir Lutmilia. Do they... <laughs> Lutmila Alexandrovna. Okay. It's just... You just cough and that's basically the last name. So... But- <laughs> Do they gender their last names? He's Putin, she's Putina. I guess they do. Yeah. How does that work? I I think you'll know. I thought she'd like cease to exist. Well, there you go. Look, there's a Roland spelling controversy. Does that have to do with her name? (laughs) As first lady, Lyudmila Putina was a curator of the fund that aimed to you, develop the Russian anything language. Anything with more than two vowels, clearly Russian <laughs> word, develop. Develop. Curator. Sometimes produced statements concerning Russian language <laughs> and education. Preference for maintaining and preserving the Russian language letter to make public statements against orthographic reform. That's right, because it was a whole bunch of ex-soviet countries that swapped to the english alphabet yeah yeah, or yeah. The, what's the alphabet called the is it the greek no it's not greek um what the is anglo what is term for for english alphabet i want to say anglo but it's a english alphabet a latin it is a latin Ooh. no you want to brush up on your cursive, kids? Okay. It was years before I actually knew what cursive meant, and I was just like, ah, oh, it's just linking your letters it's together. Not cursing. Writing. <laughs> um. Yeah, and a whole bunch of like so ex-Soviet states all ditched for yeah English letters, mm-hmm. and um, because they wanted to be parts of the world and not be like stuck in Cyrillic oh man Russia didn't like it of course they didn't they don't want the states they pretend they're not in charge of anymore to be you know independent because they're just like we're going to take you back eventually (laughs) 
you may as well just stay the same. Yeah. Bah. Yeah, Peter the Great. Orthodox Slavic. A. Why does our one look like an A? Why don't we have symbols to to denote like 10, 20, 30, 40, yeah. 50, 60, 70, 80, 90? Um, because we those work, are also it. the letters. Yeah. Huh. Weird. Uh, we metric system makes just much more sense. Lotation, iotation. Ah. Drop it lotation. Drop it like low. <laughs> There's one that looks like some booty. <laughs> Omega is a booty, and Ot is a booty with that um, that little dimple on the on the top of the butt. It's got that butt dimple. Where's the button that makes me hear it? <laughs> That's the good episode title. Where's the butt that makes me hear it? <laughs> I said button. No, where's the butt that makes me no, hear it? No, no, you stay. <laughs> no, you do not know me. You don't know me. Wow. Well, 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 I think we should wrap it up because make the clicks. We should wrap it up because we're literally just we googling are, yeah. alphabets now. <laughs> we're, we're in one of those states. Yeah, right. this has been, been one shot. I'm your host Logan. He's your host Jesse.